Warriors of the Divine Kimonos are traditionally handcrafted from material that is traded fairly and ethically. Their silk material is hand-printed using the ancient batik screen print methods. These kimonos are made by humans, not machines. They are silky soft and luxurious, designed for every woman. With a variety of gorgeous floral, cosmic, and angel wing prints, they come in three lengths to suit every woman in every style. Connect with your inner goddess. Head to warriorsdivine.com forward slash sisterwives and use the promo code sisterwives for 10% off. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 17, The One-on-One Special Part 3. Let's get into it. The episode opens with the flashback again for the billionth time of Cody and Mary breaking up, sitting at the picnic table on Coyote Pass. Christine is watching the scene, and Christine is shocked that Robin was there, and she asks, why was Robin there? Christine points out that Cody had that conversation with Robin, that they agreed in their covenant that he could leave and that she could leave if they were no longer feeling like they were in love with each other. And she points out that Cody has had that conversation with Robin about their marriage. Yet with Cody, he has been considering Mary pathetic for years, just letting her hang on. And Cody publicly said he didn't consider himself married to Mary, but he didn't tell her to her face that he didn't consider that he was married to her or that she was a wife. See, Christine knows Cody is a coward. He always has been, and I think he always will be. This guy is past middle age. He isn't changing. Suki explains how Mary saw the clip where Cody said it wouldn't bother him if she wanted to move on. He wouldn't have any hangups about it, and he didn't consider himself married to her. Mary saw that clip, and that's how she found out about it, that he didn't even consider her a wife. Christine thinks that's the most humiliating, terrible thing to live through. Suki tells Mary that she needed to hear it from Cody. She didn't just want to infer it from all of the other instances that have happened of the shit-talking Cody has done. Mary wasn't going to guess. She wasn't going to assume. Mary deserved to have a conversation and to be told. That's what Mary wanted, and Mary is right. Cody should have told her one-on-one rather than just intentionally saying all of these cruel things publicly just to push her to leave. At the same time, Mary knew where Cody stood. Now, Robin did give her false hope. He did string her along. He did give her false hope on their first anniversary in Flagstaff so that he could string her along some more, probably for financial reasons, And he made it clear publicly how he felt. And in some respects in private too, with the whole melting the ring thing years ago. But Mary is also the mother of his child and his first wife. And of course, she has her faults. And I don't condone the abusive way that Mary allegedly treated some of her sister wives and some of the kids with. That's not okay. Obviously, it's not okay, but it's also not okay how Cody treated Mary. He should have had the balls to tell Mary privately long ago. And instead, he and Robin strung Mary along. Robin gave her a lot of false hope. And Cody probably did it for a variety of reasons, for appearances sake and optics, for financial reasons, 
Also, because he's a coward, probably one of the biggest cowards on the planet, he also wanted to appease Robin. And Mary has her faults, and some of her behavior, especially in the early years, was problematic, especially with the way she treated the wives and kids. It's not okay. But it also doesn't make Cody's cowardice okay or his cruel treatment of her okay. He should have had his conversation with Mary long ago, privately. I feel Mary did deserve that as the mother of his child, as his first wife who sacrificed her legal marriage for he and Robin. Now, Mary says if Cody wasn't the kind of man to have this conversation with her, privately, one-on-one to her face, she doesn't know. But Mary feels Cody should have been the kind of man to do that, to have the conversation with her, to be open and honest with her, rather than telling everybody else but her. Mary says that wasn't cool. Now, Cody was cruel, and he was cruel intentionally to Mary and to a lot of his other wives and kids. I believe Cody gets off on inflicting pain. I believe he has a sadistic side, in my opinion, of course, on top of his selfishness. Cody was shit-talking on the show. Very publicly, he was shit-talking to his other wives and kids. He was shit-talking Mary, telling everybody else but Mary. Personally, I think it was in the hopes that she would respect herself enough and have enough self-worth to be the one to leave hoping then, in Cody's eyes at least, that, oh, it's Mary's choice, and then that he wouldn't look like the bad guy. Mary made the choice. He was pushing her to leave. Cody took the coward's way out, and it was incredibly abusive, emotionally abusive, verbally abusive. Cody's a dick. Cody is never going to be the kind of guy, the kind of man to do the right thing. And we've seen that with all of his kids and his wives. Cody does what is convenient and what serves him. He has no conscience. He has very low vibrations and a very low consciousness and very low morals. That's obvious in the way he treats the mothers of his kids. That's obvious in the way he treats his children. Next, Suki asks Mary if she thinks Cody has been telling her all along. Now, he did tell her. Melting the ring said a lot. The way he spoke to her said a lot. The way he spoke about her said a lot. The way he talked to that reporter when he and Mary were in the car together, when he told that reporter they weren't intimate anymore, they weren't acting as a married couple, when there was no need for him to say that. He told Mary she may be waiting for him. He wasn't coming. But Mary wanted him to have this serious conversation with her, to tell her directly to her face. She felt she deserved that. And I mean, ultimately, she did deserve that. But we can't have very high expectations of Cody. He isn't capable of being a good man. Mary believed in the spiritual side of this. And we have to remember that. That marriage is for eternity. She grew up indoctrinated in this culture and in this faith. Where you just don't leave. You stay. It's for forever. Even in the afterlife when you get married, you get sealed. And she took it very seriously. And so for Mary, even if she wanted to just leave... She also had to come to terms with her spiritual stuff. For her, the spiritual stuff was very real. It was serious. It was high stakes. For Cody, it really wasn't serious. He abandoned Mary as a husband years ago, even before the catfish situation. And as far as he was concerned, he really didn't care. He didn't care what Mary had to process. He didn't care about the promise he made or the spiritual side. None of that mattered to him. 
He didn't care what Mary was going through. He had no qualms about the faith or the spiritual side of this. He just easily tossed that covenant aside without a care. It wasn't this big emotional and spiritual mess for Cody to contend with in the same way as Mary had to. He didn't love Mary. I believe Cody resented her big time. Mary loved Cody and she also took the spiritual side of this very seriously. Now, Mary says the way Cody was trying to do it, it was a low, unquote way to do it to get her to leave. And it was. Now, Suki points out that through Cody's actions, there has also been a lot of inaction on his part. Mary agrees, but because of her commitment, Mary makes it clear she held her covenant dear and she tried. She believed in her commitment. She believed in the spiritual side, in the promise she made that it was eternal. She was indoctrinated in this faith her whole life that you don't leave. And she says that Cody didn't hold his commitment to her dear, but she says he holds the commitment dear with Robin. Suki wants to know from Mary how Cody's covenant with Robin is different from his covenant with her. Mary says it's because Cody just fell out of love with her. Now, Mary bases that off of the scene where Cody told Robin that if he ever fell out of love with her, he wouldn't string her along. But he never said that to Mary when they got married. That wasn't a part of their covenant. And Cody explains the reason that he hammered Robin with their agreement during the breakup conversation with Mary reminding her what they had promised each other there was a reason for that. He said he and Robin made an agreement that if they weren't in love anymore, they wouldn't drag each other out. They would free each other. They made that agreement when they got married. But Cody and Mary didn't make that agreement. And Cody remembers after he established that agreement with Robin, he went to all of the other wives and he told them about the agreement he had made with Robin and they all got very frustrated with him. But at that point, Cody told his wives, anyone who wants to leave is free to go. Now, that made Mary very mad. That's what Cody says. Cody knew his relationship with Robin was everything he wanted. He got to have his ego fed. It was convenient. Robin was always easy and doling out the best customer service. And in exchange for that, Robin also got what she wanted. She got financial security and a home and her debts paid. She and her kids' whole lives, their whole existences were paid for by this family. And so they both got something out of it. And her kids got a dad and a family. And so Cody gravitated to Robin because it was easy. Robin gravitated to Cody and they both prioritized each other rather than the larger family. They prioritized each other because they each got exactly what they wanted out of the other person. Robin got security, a roof, financial freedom, a father for her kids, even though of course they already have a bio dad. And Cody got to be the hero. He got his perfect supply and it was easy, it was convenient, there wasn't all of the fighting and the stress and the tension and the muddy waters of past history, the difficult dynamics Cody had to deal with with the other wives. Cody knew when he married Robin, he didn't love the other women. They were already obstacles to Cody. They were burdens. From the day Cody found Robin, the women were already inconvenient to him. They were tired. They were critical of Cody. 
it wasn't so easy for Cody to get his perfect supply and to be the hero. Things were complicated. They were difficult. They were tense. And so I believe Cody made it clear to Robin, if I ever don't love you, if you ever don't love me, if we ever become each other's burdens, we don't have to be each other's burdens. We can just fly free and let the other one go. And then he let the wives know, well, you can be free. He wanted them to want to be free. I think he hoped for it when he told them that. Cody was no longer committed to plural marriage. He was no longer willing to be a plural husband. And I believe he knew he could string the women along for a time as he was getting everything he wanted and needed easily with convenience from Robin. Next, Suki asks Janelle what she thought about Robin being there throughout Cody and Mary's situation and during their breakup conversation, during what was supposed to be Mary's moment. Janelle, of course, doesn't get it, and she didn't know why Mary always felt the need to have somebody there when she is communicating with her husband. Janelle felt that should have been a huge red flag for Mary, that someone needed to be there when she was talking to her husband. Now, Suki asks Cody if he ever told Mary he was thinking about it, that he sat with this, that this wasn't going to work for him. She asks if he ever told Mary he didn't think it was going to work for him or that he could make it work with her. Now, Cody says they don't go deep into it because he doesn't want Mary reacting in a crazy way. Cody explains he isn't ripping off a Band-Aid, but he knew where they were at and he made it clear to her. Basically, in my opinion, Cody didn't want to deal with having to see and feel and witness all of Mary's emotions, her sadness, her anger, her frustration, her disappointment, the heartbreak, the devastation, just all of Mary's emotions. Cody didn't want to deal with it. Cody is lazy and that would be far too inconvenient and he doesn't give a fuck about Mary. He's a coward after all. He wanted to avoid that. Now, Suki asks Cody why Mary hasn't received that message from him. And Cody says it's because he and Robin were giving Mary different messages. He and Robin aren't on the same page with this. So Cody says Robin kept telling Mary, hang in there, hang in there, stay, stay. She was telling Cody that he had to reconcile it. He had to make it work. And Cody told Robin she wasn't going to get him to do this. Suki points out that during Cody and Mary's breakup conversation, Robin was the one who was crying. And Cody says Robin is Mary's advocate in their marriage. Robin has been advocating for this relationship. And in my opinion, Robin is only advocating for her own selfish interests. Robin told Mary on repeat that she didn't want to be the only one married to Cody. She also didn't want to lose her emotional support person in Mary. She wanted to keep up the appearance of being in a plural marriage. And keeping Mary in also meant Mary's financial support. Mary contributed a lot financially to Robin buying that house she lives in. She gave up a lot of her Vegas proceeds along with Janelle from selling their Vegas houses so that Robin could buy that house. And Mary also sacrificed her legal marriage. She gave up her legal marriage to Robin under the guise that Cody was adopting her kids. Now, that gives Robin legal protection should she want to leave. 
Robin knows Mary sacrificed a lot for her and that if it wasn't for Mary, she probably never would have been able to latch on to Cody and to have the financial security and the home and the stability for her kids. And Robin inside probably feels guilt. If Mary stays, she doesn't have to feel it at all. If Mary leaves, Robin's going to feel that more. Robin owes Mary a lot, and the weight of Mary's sacrifice rests on Robin, and I feel like she feels it like a ton of bricks, and she knows what it'll look like with Mary leaving, and she will never, ever take any accountability for it, but I'm sure she feels some twinge in her conscience. She probably feels some guilt. Robin knows also if she is the only wife, she is no longer the favorite wife. She is the one and only wife, and she and Cody can't bond over Cody's resentment of the others in the family. So now Cody and Robin only have each other, and all of Cody's anger and resentment will inevitably be directed towards Robin, and it will trickle down eventually to her kids. Cody will eventually treat Robin and her kids in the exact same way he did his other wives and kids, when they become critical, when he is no longer the hero, when they are no longer convenient. The only difference is Robin has the legal wife status and she can leave with half of everything. She came into this family in debt and she will leave more than set with total financial security down the line. Cody says Robin has been advocating for his relationship with Mary from the time that he and Robin met. So Cody gives kudos to Mary and to Robin, and Cody felt that Robin really did good by it. Suki asks Mary if she felt in the dark this whole time. If Mary didn't know what Cody was thinking about their marriage. And Mary claims that she didn't know that Cody was completely done. Mary says now, since then, and since some of their latest conversations, since they have decided to terminate the marriage, she and Cody, they've had conversations where Cody has said he felt like this a long, long time ago. So Mary told Cody he should have told her. She told him it was unfair because she was holding on to the idea that maybe he might get his head out of his ass. Mary says that she has been patient because her values and her heart and her commitment are such that she holds to those. They are very important to her. And that's why she was still holding on. She didn't know that Cody had fully let go of her emotionally. In hindsight, looking back, Mary says Cody let go of her emotionally a long time ago. Suki feels that 10 years is a long time to hold on. Mary says that Cody was sitting there during their breakup conversation telling Robin that he and she had made the agreement that if he ever felt he wasn't in love with her, he wouldn't hold her in this place, that he would free her. That was Cody's and Robin's agreement when they married. Now, Mary wonders why Cody did not respect her enough as a human being. Mary says she understands that Cody didn't feel like she was his wife anymore. Even though they made covenants and nothing happened to break them, Mary understood that is how Cody felt about her, but she wanted him to have the respect for her as a human being to tell her to her face, and he didn't. Not only that, 
When he finally made it crystal clear, he told her he didn't want to announce it publicly because he didn't want any of the criticism from it to fall on him. Knowing full well, Mary, the mother of his child, was catching a lot of criticism and negativity over staying in this relationship. Cody is a very selfish man and he has a very, very low consciousness. He's rotten and it reeks in everything he does and says. Suki explains to Cody that Mary took the covenant they made seriously. Mary even told him this wasn't the promise they made to each other all of those years ago, 30 plus years ago. And Cody says that covenant doesn't include the dissolution of his soul or personality. What a fucking diva. Cody's no victim here. Cody says that relationship doesn't work in a marriage for him. The relationship with Mary just doesn't work in a marriage for him. And Cody says it's that simple. Suki asks if what Cody is saying is he can't function in dysfunction. And Cody says he doesn't care about the covenant. Wow, what a shocker. He doesn't care about the covenant. Who's shocked? Now, Cody says, if you can't get through that, then it's broken. Mary places a lot of value and meaning in her covenant. Again, Mary was raised in this faith. She was indoctrinated in it, and she believed marriage was forever. It was eternal, even in the afterlife. And she took it to heart, and she took it very seriously. This belief system that they had, and these beliefs that you stay married, that it's eternal, this was as real to her as the Starbucks across the street, brick and mortar, before my eye stands and is real to me. For her, that covenant was that real. Now, it was concrete. It was tangible. Cody doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care about the relationship or the spiritual aspect. He doesn't take it seriously. It isn't real for him. It doesn't mean anything for him. And he doesn't value it at all. At the point where he stopped getting whatever he wanted out of Mary, his supply, convenience, whatever it was, this covenant was rendered meaningless. Probably around the time I would say he melted down the ring. The covenant means nothing to Cody and it never did. Cody says that this relationship cannot work. Cody says those people who are in relationships that can't work that are stuck in them because of their faith or because of their religion, they end up in a life of unhappy solitude while that person is right next to them. Cody doesn't want to discuss it any further, though. He says he loves Mary. He wants her to have the best life she can. And Cody says he isn't going to do what has been done to him by trash-talking her or making her seem small so he feels better about how badly he treated her. Yes, Cody's a victim, guys. Everyone is shit-talking him, making him feel small so they can feel better about how badly they treated him. What a bitch this guy is. Cody is better than that, guys. Cody is better than that now because it's convenient and he wants to be off the hook on this and he refuses to take any accountability for the situation with Mary and he now wants to make it look like he won't discuss it because he cares about Mary, because he cares about her feelings, because he loves her and he wants to take the moral high ground and show what an upstanding guy he is. This guy is disgusting as fuck. He's trying to use 
this moral high ground as a deflection. Oh, I won't do that to her. He's disgusting and we see through his bullshit and word salad. He trash talked her season after season and now he wants to act like, oh, he's taking the moral high ground. This man is a snake. He's absolutely disgusting and vile. He is no victim. Mary says before she made the decision to walk away, she spent a lot of years giving Cody grace. Mary explains that she felt maybe she should pause on putting pressure on their relationship while Cody gets through whatever he was going through and maybe that he would come back around to himself. Suki asks Mary why she thinks Cody hasn't been happy and Mary doesn't know but Mary says it's sad. For her, it's really sad. Mary doesn't know, but she hopes Cody can find some peace and that he can find some joy because Cody doesn't seem like he has any joy. That might be karma. Maybe that's why Cody is rid of his obstacles to his goals in life, yet he looks and feels and is so fucking miserable. Mary doesn't know if Cody can go back to the old Cody. Suki thinks it's fair to say that Cody isn't the same man he was when Mary married him. He's very different than the person Mary met and married. And in the next clip they play, Janelle remembers that Cody used to be so dynamic and so bold. And Christine recalls how everybody always wanted to be around Cody because he was always down to have a great time. Christine says back then, Cody didn't let other people control him. He was his own person. And Mary says in the clip that this isn't the happy-go-lucky, everything is positive and well in the world, Cody Brown that she used to know. Cody says in the clip that he's in this bad place with Janelle and Christine is gone and he says he doesn't even know what to do with Mary. Cody admits, even with Robin, he feels like he has been a grouch for two years. The clip continues and Christine says it's obvious that Cody's mad. And Robin says Cody has been very angry and Mary tells Robin she doesn't know how she does it because Cody is not who she married. And Robin says he hasn't been. Mary says it's sad seeing Cody go downhill. And Janelle says she doesn't know who this guy is. She wonders maybe this is who he always was but she doesn't recognize this very mean person. And this is in the clip, and she was in tears, in shock after their big fight. And in the same clip, Robin says they have never had as many problems as they have now in their marriage. Robin says Cody is suspicious of anybody being disloyal to him. He's directing that at her, and she doesn't really recognize Cody right now. She has never seen Cody like this before. Cody goes on to say that he is in one of the deepest temptations he has had in his whole life, which is to stop trying to be good. If what Cody has been doing all of these seasons is trying to be good, what does his bad look like? If this is Cody trying to be good, I shudder to think. Cody says it's happening to him now and it's devastating. He says he worked so hard to do what was right and then when you lose that, when you feel like you failed, even to God. This is stuff Cody wishes he kept to himself. He doesn't want Robin to see this. He doesn't want her to know how dark he has gotten. And in the clip again, Robin says she would be devastated if Cody decided to leave her, but she knows he has these thoughts. 
Robin knows you can't make anybody stay. She knows that this is from pain. It's not because Cody is selfish and it's not because he's a bad person. He is just in pain. The clip concludes with Cody saying he would like to run away from his life to escape, to change his name and disappear and be somebody else. Cody says he hates his life right now. As Robin is rewatching that clip, she comments, that's what Cody has been acting like, like he hates his life, like he wishes he could run away. Cody says he hates his life right now. Suki asks Mary after watching the clip why she thinks Cody feels that way. Mary doesn't know why Cody hates his life so much. She says it's really sad and she has never heard Cody say that, but she admits it shows. Suki asks Mary if it concerns her when she hears Cody talk this way. And Mary says, not anymore. Mary wants Cody to be happy and she hopes that he can be, but she says it can't affect her anymore. Mary says Cody has made it clear to her, very clear that he isn't interested in having any part of her life. He even used the words with her, your life is not one that I want to insert myself into. So Mary says she has had to step back and figure out herself and where she is and how she herself moves forward. She has to not let Cody's emotions and Cody's thoughts and Cody's issues affect her at all. Suki asks Robin about this. And Robin tells Suki what Cody is doing is he is self-sabotaging and he's angry. Suki asks Robin if she sees Cody imploding. And Robin says Cody tries to. So next, Suki asks Robin if he is sabotaging their relationship. And Robin says Cody tries to. She says she has to stop him all the time. He picks fights with her over what she calls dumb things. Robin admits that she and Cody are in different places. Robin apologizes now. She wants a big show. She apologizes for her non-existent tears as she scrunches up her face. And she says she and Cody are in different places about the bomb that went off in their family. Robin is in a major place of mourning over it. And Cody is angry. Cody wants to just go fine, whatever, and be indifferent about it. He's just angry and indifferent. But Robin doesn't feel like that. Robin is mourning. Cody wanted to be rid of the obstacles to his goals in life. So for Cody, it is fine, whatever, let's move on. Yeah, Cody isn't sad. Cody isn't in mourning. Cody wanted this. When he said, my family are the obstacles, my wives and kids are the obstacles to my goals in life, this is what he wanted. He wanted this and he got it. And he's more miserable than ever. And Robin is miserable too. All of this tears and sadness and oh, Robin's saying she's in mourning. I believe this is because deep down, Robin knows she looks bad. She knows people dislike her. She feels guilt. She feels the weight of this. And she knows she contributed to this. Ultimately, Cody is responsible, but she is also responsible as far as contributing to it. Robin knows she fed the monster. She feels guilt. She really does feel the weight of this. She knows her manipulations and she knows deep down the favoritism Cody showed her that she won't admit had a lot to do with the family's demise and the family's dysfunction. And she is crying, really in my opinion, selfishly for herself. 
because of course, she pictured some ideal fantasy bullshit in her mind with the grandkids and the patio and with my sister wives. And now the grandkids and the patio and the sister wives, whatever ideal bullshit she put on her vision board that won't come to fruition now. And she knows she is now the only wife left standing for Cody. She's crying for herself. And she's the only wife left standing for Cody to direct his toxicity at, his anger at. What did Robin beg Mary? What did Robin plead to Mary? Please don't leave me. Don't leave me here alone with this. Don't leave me alone with this. Don't leave me alone with him. And now she is well and truly alone and the family is destroyed and she feels the weight and she knows she contributed to this big time and she knows she will never get whatever she posted on her vision board. The tears are for herself in my opinion. Cody is miserable. He wanted this and he is free from his obstacles to his goals in life. He has nothing to mourn. This is what he wanted. Robin is crying in my opinion because it's not what she imagined on her vision board and now she is stuck alone with Cody and 24-7 best customer service is a lot of work. Cody explains that he might have been sabotaging himself a little before out of frustration and anger. He was definitely sabotaging his relationship with Robin, he says. That's what he admits. Now, Suki asks why, because Cody loves Robin. Cody says, yeah, he loves Robin, but he says he wanted to punish himself. He thought of himself leaving Robin and of having another lover and looking at this lover thinking, I don't love you. I'm in love with another woman, a woman I left because I was too much of a piece of shit to manage the relationship. Cody says he was angry. He was embarrassed. He explains, you get angry. You get self-deprecating. Cody says it's bad behavior. What about the bad behavior he did to his other wives and kids? Cody only admits what he qualifies as his bad behavior when it suits him to make him look like a guy. Oh, I'm suffering. Oh, I'm struggling. When he feels he can make himself look like the victim. The ego on this guy, by the way. He seriously knows the whole world sees how he treated his ex-wives and his other kids. And he thinks a human being, another woman, would be interested in him. That he might have another lover, potentially, if he left Robin. Listen, no woman in her right mind would ever consider being within 10 feet of this creature from the drainage ditch. No way. He has no redeeming qualities at all. He actually believes if he left Robin, he could actually find another lover. The only lover this man could get would be a fleshlight or a sex doll. And I don't even think an escort would take money to even be with him. No one would want to be with him. Cody says a lot of people might go through this. These are his demons. Cody suffers, guys. He has demons. He's a victim. Cody says... It's doing something that destroys himself. Yeah, Cody hates himself. Cody says Christine was leaving. He was angry. He was dark. There were devils. There were temptations that would be destructive of his relationship with Robin. Cody says he dealt with lots of anger that would frustrate Robin and his anger was a turnoff to her. Wow, you don't say. Cody says it was scary. 
Yes, because behind closed doors, God knows what Cody is capable of. Cody says the dumb thing is because he's so honest. Yeah, he's honest, guys. He shared everything with Robin. He shared stuff with Robin that was heartbreaking. Okay, people who are actually honest never say they are honest. They're so honest. If you have to say that, you're not honest. Seen what a liar Cody is. We've seen how dishonest Cody has been. Blaming others, deflecting, being paranoid, projecting, never taking any accountability, straight up lying, playing victim. Here's how honest Cody is. How long did he string these women along for his own gain and for his optics? What about the time out of many times when he lied to Christine saying they needed a custody agreement in place or truly would become a ward of the state. Later admitting on camera, he made that all up. Cody is a used car salesman. He isn't honest. He never has been. We have seen Cody and the way he spins things, the way he perceives things from his warped mentality. Cody's unhinged. His thinking is skewed. He's mental. I don't think Cody was doing things out of anger and embarrassment, hating himself, trying to punish himself for fucking up by sabotaging things so that he could punish himself, so that he could feel better. No, Cody may be his own worst enemy, and I do believe, yeah, he hates himself. But I think the truth is, Cody has many narcissistic traits. I think, frankly, that deep down he is very insecure and he hides behind his ego which of course constantly needs coddling and feeding. And he has always wanted to be perceived in a different way than how people perceive him. He knows now, mask off, he has behaved in such a toxic manner that he knows we all see he's exposed what a loser he is and how toxic he is and what a coward he is. We see his lack of respect to his wives and kids. We see how abusive he is, how he uses people for his own gain, how he selfishly prioritizes himself and his own convenience. Cody couldn't hide behind his ego any longer. The facade is no longer there. And this idea that Cody is great, ideas Cody held of himself that weren't actually reality, that weren't actually how he was perceived, he even could no longer buy into himself. And now he doesn't know who he is. And now he hates himself and he's angry. And Robin is no longer convenient. She no longer props up his ego and makes him feel like the hero. She isn't as convenient. He isn't easily getting his supply from her. So I believe when Cody was angry, he wanted to leave her knowing full well one day she will leave him. And also she's legal wife, so she could take his coins and he felt naked, stripped, even of the false image he wanted to project to the world of how great he was. He doesn't even believe it. And Robin is now becoming a burden. And I think he did want to leave her. And I think he does hate himself. And he is now chalking it up to, oh, I was angry. Oh, I was embarrassed. I was sabotaging things. I wanted to punish myself. When he really did want to leave, I think Cody would leave and run away if Robin wasn't legal wife. But Robin is legal wife. And if he leaves, she will take him to the cleaners and he will stay for now. And I think she will lull him into a sense of security. But eventually, Cody is going to turn on her and her kids and he will treat 
her and her kids the exact same way he did everyone else in the family and she will leave and all the cards are in her hand. She has the upper hand and I think he knows how lucky he is for right now that she is tolerating him. He knows she's in charge, she wears the pants, she's a neck that turns the head and ultimately as legal wife, she has the upper hand. I think if Cody could financially leave and hide, he would. He does hate himself. I think he is embarrassed. I think he's vile. I think he should be embarrassed. But he is embarrassed for the wrong reasons. He is embarrassed. We see him naked in his birthday suit, mask off, a coward with no morals, with no consciousness, with no respect for anyone, not even his own family. Cody's a loser and he can't use words or charm or anything. There is no trick he can employ to put lipstick on this pig. Nothing Cody can do will ever make anyone see him the way he wants to be seen, like this great man. The jig is up. He is a joke to everyone now. And Cody is embarrassed that we see him and there is no unseeing. There is no undoing of all of his toxicity. We see the real him, the pus-filled boil on a monkey's ass, oozing and festering, stinking to the high heavens, infected, sick, devoid of anything but vile, putrid, pus, gross, revolting. We see him. We can't unsee Cody. And Cody is embarrassed that he can't sell us his version of himself. He isn't embarrassed about how he treated his wives or how he treated his kids or the suffering he inflicted on them. He isn't embarrassed by his behavior and the consequences of that behavior hurting everyone. Cody is embarrassed for himself that he wasn't able to succeed in getting us to buy that he is who he wishes he was. This great guy, star, selfish. His embarrassment is all about himself. And Cody, in my opinion, didn't try to sabotage his relationship with Robin out of embarrassment or a personal punishment to himself because he feels so bad. Cody really, truly wants to escape. He can't bear everyone knowing, seeing the man he is, naked as a jaybird. But we see, we will never unsee, and I believe Cody wanted out of everything. And it wasn't about self-admonition or punishing himself. He selfishly wanted to hide, to be someone else, to become someone else. Because he knows we will never see him as he wants to be seen. And he knows he will never be loved or seen as a great man or admired. And he doesn't like who he is. He wants to be someone else. His ego can't cope that people see who he is underneath it all. He wants to run away. Next, Suki asks Robin what Cody's suspiciousness is about. And Robin says, it's about women in general. Robin says, when you go through a divorce, you're afraid that every other woman will be like the woman you just divorced. So you are careful, you're cautious, you're suspicious. And Cody is going through that. He is suspicious of women. And Robin works really hard to constantly get Cody to remember and realize that not all women are bad. Robin says she told Cody that she feels like he is lining up all the women in the world and Robin is included and he is shooting them all down. And Robin says it's not fair just because he is having issues with the other women in his life. It doesn't mean all women are bad. Cody had issues with the women 
because he was toxic. He was emotionally abusive to them. His behavior wasn't good towards them. He didn't treat them as his equals. He didn't respect the women. Just because Cody had issues with his ex-wives, it doesn't mean they are bad or they were the problem. Maybe Robin should have explained that to him and maybe she should have made him take some accountability. Just because Cody's a dick, that doesn't mean that all men are bad. Cody loves to deflect and project and say that, oh, all women must be bad. Look, look, I couldn't get along with these women, but he was the one doing the toxic behavior that led to the demise of his marriages. It's not on the women. Cody puts it off on this umbrella statement, oh, all women are bad, I'm suspicious of all women, when really he's the problem. Cody's a dick. Most men out there are a million times better than Cody. There are a lot of good men out there. Just because you have an experience with one dick or you see the way one dick behaves, some asshole guy, it doesn't mean that all guys under an umbrella are bad. Suki mentions to Janelle how Cody said he didn't want Robin to see how dark he has gotten. And Janelle says maybe it's because Cody is only with Robin, but she says his communication has become very related to not being allowed to talk at all about Robin because Robin is the one who is loyal to him. So he didn't want Robin to see this or to be exposed to this. He wanted to protect Robin. Everything is through Robin's perspective for Cody. Now, Janelle says there is a more protective stance from Cody towards Robin. She was untouchable. No one could even discuss her at all. Suki points out that since the Rona, Cody felt that Robin was always taking hits for this, for the rules that he made with Robin. Cody has said it felt like the wives and the kids were bullying Robin, but Janelle doesn't feel like a bully. And she says that's when it got weird because all of a sudden it was like Cody had this paragon of a wife who does everything right. So if you had any kind of disagreement or a different opinion even from Robin's, even if you expressed it very respectfully, you became unsafe. You were deemed unsafe. You weren't safe. You were labeled then as a bully. Janelle feels as a wife, she should be able to tell her husband, Cody, well, I'm having a problem here. But that conversation was never open. She couldn't say anything at all against Robin. Even just a differing opinion from Robin's was an issue for Cody. Janelle says it became a really strange thing with COVID as Cody was starting to spend much more time at Robin's and all of a sudden it became off limits to say anything at all about Robin. Next, Suki asks Cody a good question. She asks Cody if he has regrets that he wasn't stricter in his polygamy rules, that he wasn't more equitable in his time. Immediately, Cody says no, of course. If Cody says yes, then he is accountable as the plural husband for not giving these women fair and equal time across the board which he promised the women he was capable of doing when he married them. 
That's also how their faith dictates that polygamy should be done. The plural husband should be doing things as fairly and equally as possible with their time and investment with all of the women. They shouldn't have a favorite. And Cody said during part one of this one-on-one special that he pursued plural marriage strictly because of his faith. And he claimed he didn't love the women, which I believe. But he said it wasn't his fault that he didn't love them or he didn't know any better because he was following his faith and love wasn't a requirement as a part of that plural marriage. So it wasn't his fault that he didn't love them because he only married them basically to live his faith. He married the women strictly to follow the faith. So if Cody purely was following his faith and he was so adherent to it, the faith dictates that as the plural husband, he really needed to do his best to be fair and equal with his time and investment with all of the women that he married. Cody didn't do that if he's really all about the faith when he got into this. Personally, I think he was all about his ego and getting his supply from all these different women. Suki asks Cody if he regrets not being more equitable with his time, more fair across the board. And Cody says, no, of course not. Why would he? Cody says the marriages didn't work and it wasn't his fault that he never loved the women. And that's not his fault because he was following his faith. That didn't require that. But if he truly was following his faith, he would be doing his best to have equal time in every household. And what's interesting is Cody seemed pretty fair and equal with his time and investment with the three women before Robin came along. So he only seemed incapable of following that part of his faith as a plural husband after Robin came into the picture. And here he is saying he doesn't regret not being more equitable in his time as his faith dictated. So he married these women just to fulfill his faith requirement of plural marriage. He didn't love them. He didn't feel bad because it wasn't a requirement of the faith. But he doesn't regret not following the requirement of being equitable with his time and investment with the wives. So when he married these women, was he about the faith or not? Or was he about his ego? So first, Cody says he doesn't regret not being equitable with his time. And then, of course, he contradicts himself. He flip-flops like a slippery fish. He adapts like every liar does. He says he was equitable in his time. That's where the lie is. Cody says that one of his kids was complaining that he was always at Robin's house. And Cody says Robin is to blame for everything as far as his other family members are concerned. Cody makes it clear that he isn't blaming Robin himself. But he says there is something that has drawn the wrath of people in the public, the tabloids, the other sister wives, to go towards Robin where she is being blamed for shit he did or shit he didn't manage well. And Cody says the bad relationship he had with one wife was blamed as being Robin's fault just because he had a good relationship with her. No one is jealous of Robin at all. She's selfish, she's manipulative, she's controlling as fuck, she's toxic, and she uses crying and her emotions to try and manipulate people and to try and manipulate situations. She is no 
victim. People dislike Robin. They aren't jealous of her. And they dislike her because of her personality traits and because of her toxic behavior. She constantly plays the victim rather than taking accountability. She makes excuses for Cody. She enables him. She created this monster. She fed his ego and she enabled him and all of his toxicity. She is very selfish. She is very controlling and she is very manipulative. No one is jealous of her or that jaw or that chin or those meat cleaver eyebrows. No one is jealous of her grandma curls that look like medium-sized dog turds. No one is jealous of her non-existent dancing skills that she was so proud of showing off on the show. No one is jealous of her toxic relationship with Cody. And certainly, no one is jealous of her claim to fame that she can speak Cody. Maybe she perceives that she speaks it so well because she is cut from the exact same vile, putrid cloth as Cody is. Nobody envies Cody's relationship with Robin. It's transactional. They enable each other to be their worst selves. It's not love, in my opinion. No one blames her directly for Cody's actions and his bad relationships with the other wives. Just because her relationship with Cody is what she and Cody perceive as good, no woman with a brain thinks Cody's relationship with Robin is actually good. It's toxic, but if Robin is happy feigning obedience and feeding egos for the rest of her life, doing her best customer service, married to a person with narcissistic traits, a selfish man baby, she is comfortable selling herself for financial security. Great, good for her. If that's enough for Robin, if she's happy like that, no other woman would be. Robin is very toxic. She gaslit the women and she gaslit the viewers. She told viewers what the wives say they experienced with Cody, that he wasn't equal in this time, that he was never around at their homes, that he was always at her house, that that wasn't true, that it was just perceived that way because the other wives had bad relationships with him. No one is jealous of Robin. She lies for Cody. She enables him. And later, we found out that Cody had only spent two full days with Christine and her kids out of a whole year, out of probably over a year. And on one of those two days, he even brought Robin's kids along, imposing them on the limited family time Christine and her kids got with Cody. That was supposed to be their time. Robin is a liar. She's incredibly insensitive. She's disrespectful of everyone around her and she uses her fake tears and her emotions to manipulate the fuck out of people. She's a fucking head case. Robin is a liar. She tries to rewrite history. She called Christine a liar more than once claiming that what Christine says she experienced in her marriage to Cody wasn't true when it's not her marriage to Cody to be speaking on. Here's an example of Many of poor Robin, or should we call her victim Robin, the Brown family scapegoats manipulation. When Janelle didn't want a closer relationship with Robin, Robin tried to engineer it through manipulation. She triangulated Cody into the situation, having him recount to Janelle all of the bad experiences she had with Christine, Janelle's bestie, in the hopes that Janelle would then distance herself from Christine her sister wife, so that she would have room to be closer with Robin, which is what Robin wanted. If Robin doesn't naturally get what she wants, she tries to force it and control situations and control people to make it so. Robin is sick. 
She doesn't accept reality and she wants to control everything and everyone around her because then she thinks whatever creepo polygamist fairy tale is in her head will come to fruition if she just posts up enough on her vision board. She wanted to be involved in every facet of every relationship in Cody's life, claiming she speaks Cody better than all of them in the family, even insisting on being there when Cody's kids talk to him. Cody's kids who want nothing to do with her, she isn't being helpful to. She is trying to do this to manage the conversation and to control it and to do damage control for Cody for whatever comes out of his mouth. She won't even let Cody's kids have their own private individual relationships with their dad. That's very fucked up. Robin has to interfere in everything. Robin isn't a victim. She's no scapegoat and no one hates her. No one is jealous of her because Cody's marriages didn't work out with any of the other wives. No one is jealous of Cody's toxic relationship with her. No one wants that. No one dislikes her unjustly. People don't like her because of her behavior and because of her personality traits. It's clear Robin came in and she wanted the man, not the family, and she prioritized Cody, knowing Cody would prioritize her. She was intentionally needy, demanding all of Cody's time to the point where he had no room for these other people in his family. He had no room for these other relationships. She really knew how to manage Cody and manipulate him so that he would prioritize her and her kids. So Cody would feel resentment towards everyone else. Robin managed to get legal wife status from Mary. She managed to get financial security and the home she lives in now all off of the backs of her sister wives. They all had her back, but she didn't have theirs. All she did was wreak havoc and enable Cody to be his worst. And she may not be responsible directly for the demise of Cody's marriages or the bad dynamics he had with his wives or the rest of his family, but she contributed to it. The favoritism she and her kids received contributed directly to it. And Robin did nothing to encourage Cody to be a good plural husband, to do things fairly and equally with everyone across the board. Instead, Robin gladly took all she could for herself, all of Cody's time and investment, and when the wives complained, or the kids, when they complained of Cody's absence, she referred to herself as the victim, the Brown family scapegoat, that she was bullied, that she and her kids were rejected. People don't like Robin because of her toxicity and because of her personality. She and Cody really are cut from the same cloth. And the wrath Robin receives, it's not because of Cody's failed marriages with the other women. It's not about putting Cody's accountability and Cody's bad behavior on her. The wrath Robin receives stems directly from the reality of her bad behavior and her own toxicity and her delusions this whole time. She fake cries, feeling sorry for herself, claiming she's a victim of everyone. But did she ever stop to consider the feelings of the real victims here? The victims she enabled Cody to emotionally abuse and be toxic to. The ex-wives and the kids. Robin had no problem being the favorite wife and getting all of the extra favor and investment for herself and her kids, even when it meant the neglect and the destruction of all of the other relationships in the family, including Cody's other kids. Robin never stopped to think about how they felt. 
as long as she was getting what she wanted. Because Robin is all about the man, she's all about herself, she's not about the family, and I don't believe she ever was. Robin herself went through a divorce. She knows the suffering. She knows the hurt. She can imagine, in some respects possibly, the pain that the kids feel with these severed relationships with their father that she interferes in. But never once do we hear how sorry she is for them, that she understands their suffering. There is not one shred of empathy from her. It's all about her, how her and her kids, they're rejected and bullied. And oh, they're so mistreated. Everyone mistreats them. No one accepts them and she's sick of it. She never sits down to think about how the kids feel. Never once do we hear her empathize with them. Never once do we hear how sorry she is for them. She is only sorry about herself and that she won't get what she pictured, the grandkids on the porch with her sister wives. Robin is selfish as fuck. Just like Cody, Robin is all about Robin. Empath my ass. Remember when she called herself an empath? Be wary of those people that call themselves empaths. People who are actually empathic don't need to label themselves that because they know that they feel other people's emotions and that they get that. Robin contributed to the dysfunction of this family and ultimately its demise. She enabled the man who is accountable. Ultimately, Cody is responsible. He should be held accountable for failing to handle his family and the responsibilities of being a plural husband. And that's on him. But what did Robin do to help the situation? Did she consider how she would feel if she were one of the other wives or if her kids were on the other side, one of Cody's other kids, not on the receiving end of Cody's favor? Cody says there was a shift of blame towards Robin that made him so angry that he was getting to the point where if you had a complaint about Robin, Cody would say, shut up, I'll punch you in the mouth. Cody says he was sick of the complaints because it was obvious to him that Robin was doing nothing but her best to be compliant to what their family structure was. No. Guys remember on the show around the time of Isabel's major surgery that Cody didn't attend where Robin was saying, oh, I don't like Cody to be away for more than two days because my kids get upset. My kids get really anxious. Robin knows Cody has four wives. They're in her, They're supposedly, if they're actually in a plural marriage and they weren't living monogamy during the pandemic, that he was supposed to rotate and spend time elsewhere and stuff. So having him around, not gone for more than two days, that is not part of the polygamous lifestyle. And the demands she was making of him are actually incongruous with plural marriage and more congruous with monogamy. I don't believe Robin was ever invested in plural marriage. Cody feels Robin was doing her best to be compliant to what their family structure was. Yeah, Robin is obedient, loyal, angel, cap in hand. We are all just so jealous of her and the relationship she has with Cody. Cody likes that Robin provides his supply. She coddles his ego. She's convenient. She makes him feel like she obeys him when really she is the one managing him and he doesn't realize it. She's the neck that turns the head. By the way, Cody referencing violence when he says he's so sick of complaints about Robin that he feels shut up or I'll punch you in the mouth. 
these little comments that hint towards violence, that he would become so enraged to even jokingly mention violence. You know, if someone mentions Robin, it makes me wonder what this guy is capable of behind closed doors. Cody really seems to want to go so far as to control people's words and their thoughts like he's a dictator. His wives and kids weren't allowed to speak freely or he would threaten, well, I'll get angry. Just like he did with Janelle. Remember when Janelle kept bringing up paying off the land? Cody would say, if you bring this up, I'm going to get angry with you as a way to try and shut her down. I feel that Robin really conditioned Cody that everyone is against her in the family. And then he felt the need to be defensive, to protect her. No one could speak freely. And she really tried her damnedest to insert herself into every facet of Cody's life, including into his relationships with his kids and his wives. She wanted control. She wanted to manage things for Cody. She wanted to speak for him and be his voice. She wanted to be in charge. This is why Robin gets wrath. She isn't a likable person. She has no redeeming qualities, at least that she shows of herself on the show. Next, Suki tells Christine that Cody thinks he and Janelle were bullies to Robin, so he felt like he had to protect Robin. Christine knows, but she's looked back and she's dissected all of her relationship with Robin and she can remember a few conversations she had with Robin that she guesses could maybe have been perceived as more aggressive but she says they discussed it they worked it out Christine remembers a time once when she offended Robin with something and she said Robin came over they talked about it and Christine thought they were fine that it was over but then she heard about it again and again and again Christine thought it was over Robin said it was over, but she wasn't actually over it. Christine says it was stupid. It was over a personality test. And by the way, this personality test story is only going to highlight what a liar Robin is in a little bit. Christine got into this personality test. She was very fascinated with the different personality types all of them had in the family, the wives. And she was talking to Robin about her personality type. And Robin got upset. I'm sure she didn't like her results. Most of those tests, especially if they're the ones the shrink does, they don't lie. Christine explains that Robin's results were her personality type loves drama. They love drama, love talking about their drama so others can feel how they feel. But on the flip side of that, they love listening to everybody's drama. They love it. It's what they do. It's what they live for. That connection with people over drama. And that was Robin's personality type. And it's incredibly fitting. That's what Robin got mad at. Christine calling her dramatic. Janelle remembers her personality test. Janelle is the diplomat. She's the peacemaker. And Janelle thinks it's accurate. In her best moments, she is that person. Janelle doesn't remember Robin or Christine's personality results, but they all remember. All the three wives, Mary, Janelle, and Christine, remember that they all took it. Mary can't remember her personality type, but she remembers agreeing with whatever her results were. She says it seemed very similar to her personality as far as she can recall. Mary felt the results for all of her sister wives were very accurate. Next, Robin lies, and it looks like she's lying too. Robin says she remembers the personality test, but she never took it. 
And as she responds that she never took it, her blink rate goes way up. She touches her nose. She looks very uncomfortable. She isn't making eye contact. She's looking all over the place. She looks like she's lying. I doubt Christine is lying. I doubt the other wives are lying. I think Robin is the one lying. I think Robin doesn't like her personality results and they peg her to a T. So she now wants to play dumb like she always does. She wants to lie. We all know it's accurate. Robin is always dramatic. She wants to insert herself in the drama with everyone in the family and play that she's the counselor. She's dramatic as fuck. She's always fake crying. She's always trying to use her emotions to manipulate people. Most of the time, she's unsuccessful. Unless you're an idiot, of course, like Kotex. Robin insists she never took the personality test. Suki mentions that Christine mentions they all took the test to find their personality archetype. And then suddenly Robin acts like she's really thinking about it. And you could tell from her eyes and her face, she is caught red handed in a lie. And she says, oh, wait, maybe, maybe I, I did take it. This bitch knows damn well she took the test. The only reason she's backpedaling and adapting her story is she knows it's three against one. She got caught out and she would have to accuse then all three of her ex-sister wives of lying. Suki explains to Robin that it described her as somebody who liked drama. And Robin is really uncomfortable. She really looks constipated. She looks like she is really holding back and huge explosive shit. She strains her whole face, her face contorts, and I noticed she has a habit when she is stressed of sticking out her tongue and jutting out her tongue when she's frustrated. And she was doing that. Cody and Robin, in my opinion, they really need to do like Depends commercials like adult diaper Depends or laxative commercials like Dulcolax because the faces they make when they are in the hot seat, when they are squirming, They make these faces because they know that they're lying and they're trying to cover up and put on a show and rewrite history. The faces they make are out of this world with their straining and contorting in the face. They would be perfect for some kind of laxative commercials. Robin really missed her calling to do Dulcolax commercials. She and Cody, whenever they get caught up in something, they always look constipated as fuck. Now, Suki explains to Robin that she was upset about this, and then it created tension between she and Christine. But Robin says she has no memory of it. And then Robin says, it's interesting. She doesn't remember taking it. She never believes she took it. She says she never filled out all of the questions. So initially, she says she never took it. Then she says, yeah, I think I took it. And now again, she's shifting back to no because she is caught. The truth never changes. Robin is a terrible liar and she's a terrible actress. Anyways, Robin bullshits that she never filled out the questionnaires. So if someone came up with her personality type, then they were taking the test for her themselves and they were making the choices for her going, oh, well, I think this is who you are. And Robin says, if somebody is doing that, That means Christine didn't know her very well. She didn't take the time to know her very well. Robin is lying and she's doing a very bad job of it. Christine wouldn't fill out the test for her and Christine wouldn't lie. Neither would Janelle and Mary. Christine wouldn't need to lie to make Robin look bad or to make her look like she thrives in drama because her behavior 
shows it all. Robin has behaved so toxically that it speaks for itself. It's obvious that she thrives in chaos. She thrives in drama. Robin really made a mess of lying. She paused a lot. She was carefully trying to think through to pick her words because the truth that she thought in her mind, she had to come up with a lie and amend that. So that took her time. She stuttered through it. She said, um, a lot. She stumbled on her words. She was very slow with answering. It was, um, um, um. There was a lot of tells of her lying. Robin really is a loser to lie on Christine again and to disrespect her like that again. If you have any question of how lacking in conscience Robin is, just watch this scene where she answers that question from Suki. Robin is obviously a liar and she's also very jealous of Christine and she's a coward just like Cody. She's too afraid to admit who she is or what her results were. Like attracts like, and Cody and Robin are soulmates from hell. And by the way, Christine got it right if she did take the test, which I know she didn't. I know Robin probably took that test herself. Robin loves drama. She thrives in drama. The test got it right, and Robin doesn't like that result. Maybe Robin doesn't like who she is deep down. Janelle and Mary also recall that everybody took the test. So either all three are lying or Robin is lying. So what's more likely? And this is why people dislike Robin. She's a liar. She's a manipulator. And she can't even tell the truth. She's a loser, just like Cody. And it's not because anyone is jealous of her or her relationship with Cody from hell that people don't like her. Nobody is jealous of that. Christine explains that she isn't friends with Robin because she doesn't trust her. And she thinks Robin says one thing, but does another. Christine asks, how can you say you want the whole big family picture, but then do all of these separate things with Cody? How can you say you want the whole big family picture when Cody is over at your house all the time? Christine explains she doesn't have a relationship with Robin. She shut it down quickly and she doesn't want to blame Robin. She isn't going to be her friend because she doesn't believe Robin at all that she wanted the family, but she won't blame her for everything falling apart. She thinks they all had something to do with it. Mary feels like her relationship with Robin, that's something she and Robin are working on. They're trying to figure it out. They are trying to navigate it, but it's different now. It's difficult because as much as they would like to say it's not different anymore, it is. Mary says now she is friends with her ex-husband's wife and she is emotionally not 100% there yet. Mary doesn't still consider Robin to be her sister wife because she says she's no longer married to Cody. She is now a single woman. Mary reveals that she is less lonely in Parowan and she has a bigger support system there. And Mary says Jen is her bestie. Jen is the one person in the past decade that she has trusted more than anybody else. Suki says that Mary is admitting that she doesn't trust her sister wives and she wants Mary to explain it. Mary says it's because she knows Jen. Jen has her back and Mary knows whatever she wants her friend will support her in. She knows Jen doesn't talk trash about her. So Suki asks why Mary doesn't feel that way about her sister wives. And Mary says they don't have her back and she doesn't have sister wives anymore. 
She says Robin, though, has her back. Suki asks Mary, well, she has your back, but you don't trust her implicitly. And Mary says, no, she doesn't trust her because during the catfishing situation, there was a friend of Robin's at the time. This friend of Robin's inserted herself to the situation and she was feeding Robin all of this information, making Robin think that Mary was off having an affair. This friend was making Cody and Robin believe that Mary was off having an affair. Then Robin would talk to Mary about it. And Mary told Robin she never even met the catfish in real life. And she told Robin she didn't know what Robin was talking about. Now, the friend they're referring to is this Kendra lady. And this is like from probably a decade ago. My thing is, why would this friend even know about the catfish unless Robin was involved in the situation too? And of course, Robin loves the drama. So Mary pulled back when Robin questioned her about the situation and then it caused a lack of trust between them. Yeah, because it's Robin's friend causing this situation. So she and Robin have built that trust back up, Mary says. Now, Robin explains that there was somebody who was trying to convince her that something was going on with Mary. And Robin says she finally said to this person that she didn't believe her. And she told her unless she had proof, she didn't want to talk about it anymore. Why was Robin talking to this so-called friend at all unless Robin was somehow involved with this shit? If Robin was really a good friend of Mary, she would shut her friend down immediately on the first second she opened her mouth about her and go directly talk to Mary. And that would be it. It sounds like this went on for a long time where this friend was feeding Robin all this information. So I think it's interesting and probably Robin was involved somehow or she delighted in the drama. Again, what did the personality test say? That Robin thrives off drama. Now, Mary's perspective is that she and Robin have worked and built that trust back up. But Suki asks Robin if after that she and Mary were then in a process of building the trust back up with each other. And Robin says no, because there was never a problem in their relationship, at least in her head. Well, we all know how delusional Robin is. So her perceptions and the way she perceives things in her head probably is not accurate with reality and consistent with reality. She's so far removed from reality, in my opinion. Only reality Robin sees is her own from her work perspective. She doesn't have the capacity to kind of see things from other people's perspectives. Robin explains that her understanding was that Mary was in a weird and awkward place, so she felt scared to talk to anybody. And that's why their relationship was weird. But it wasn't because of something Robin herself was doing. Of course, Robin is faultless. She's perfect. Angel, cap in hand. Robin explains further that she told Mary anything and everything that was being told to her because she wanted Mary to understand what was happening. How would Robin's friend know about it unless Robin was involved somehow? This stuff happened like over a decade ago. I vaguely remember about this Kendra chick. Honestly, I don't know all the details. I don't want to know, but it smells fishy and it's shady, shady, shady. Suki asks Robin if ultimately seeing the situation with Mary, that it's maybe good for Mary right now to leave, that that would be best for Mary. And Robin says, yeah, but it's hard for her to say out loud. Suki points out that it's a good thing for 
her ex-sister wife, Mary, to be able to live her life. And at this, Robin scrunches up her face and she cries, asking Suki, pleading with her to please not call Mary her ex-sister wife. Not to her. She can call Mary an ex-sister wife other places, but not to her. Where was the love for her sister wife during the Rona when Mary followed all of the protocols and she lived alone and she was safe and Cody deemed it safe and Robin still wouldn't have Mary over knowing how isolated and lonely Mary was and how bad for Mary's well-being and mental health that would be that isolation. Where was her invite to Mary then if she loves her so much and she's her sister wife? Where was her love for Mary on that Easter when Mary was in town in Flagstaff and they didn't even think to call her and invite her over and Mary just sat at her house all day? What the fuck? And now she's crying because Suki called Mary her ex-sister wife. Robin needs to grow the fuck up. She has a mentality of like maybe a 15-year-old if you're lucky on a good day. Next, Robin apologizes for crying and she makes a big show of it. One flew over the cuckoo's nest and all. And Suki apologizes for that hitting Robin so hard. Yes, coddle her. Coddle her the victim all. Robin explains that she doesn't see Mary as an ex-sister wife. And Robin says Mary is her sister wife. Well, Mary doesn't consider her a sister wife anymore. And Robin says so is Janelle and so is Christine. Yeah, Christine is her sister wife. Christine, who she had no problem lying on not five minutes ago about that personality test bullshit. Wow, what a bullshit artist. All while dabbing at her eyes. I don't feel any pity for Robin. I don't feel sorry for Robin. And the more she gets emotional using her emotions and her fake tears as manipulations to say that she's a victim and that this is she's under duress, this is hard for her, she's emotional, the more annoyed I feel as a viewer. If Robin really is this sensitive and she really can't control her emotions at all, she needs a psych ward. Filming is probably too much for her. I really don't think this chick needs a TV show. She needs help. She really needs to learn to get a hold on her emotions. Robin cries more, grabbing a second tissue, and she says she doesn't know how to let this go. And then she apologizes. And then she switches to anger right away, from fake tears to anger. And she angrily says, through the fake tears, this isn't her just being dramatic. Yes, it fucking is. Next, Robin takes the opportunity to play victim, to point out how horrible it is for Christine to say that. This woman is freaking like mental, like crazy insane. Is she sad or mad? How do you switch from sad to lashing out at someone so quick? She seems really smad, like a combination of sad and mad. And there's not one tear on her face. This woman really, like one flew over the cuckoo's nest is like an understatement for her. Next, Suki brings up the sibling gift exchange. Now, Suki plays the next clip of a time that the kids were supposed to use to connect. They were supposed to use this time to enjoy each other. And then it turned into something difficult. They flash back to the explanation of the sibling gift exchange debacle and the group text thread. And Peyton, Christine's son, explains how Robin interfered, how Robin got involved. She was suggesting a video chat. And Robin explains in the scene that she was pushing for the video call for the sake of her kids. She was getting pushback, which she calls kickback, 
and she decided she was out because it was an effort in futility. And at one point, Robin was being manipulative with Cody's other kids. And she said, my kids don't even remember who their siblings are. And Hunter told her one video call wouldn't help that. And he's right, of course. It got blown out of proportion that they didn't want to hang out. And then all of these bad feelings from when Robin first came into the family came out. And Robin says it turned into a whole big squabble between her kids and a bunch of the other kids in the family. Mary says it got blown out of proportion. And Janelle says everybody was trying to deflect and to minimize the bullshit from Robin. They were trying to basically ignore it and go forward and be positive. But it kept spiraling. And of course it spiraled because of Robin and her kids. And at that point, it was done. Nell doesn't know if some of the things that were said they can come back from. And Cody says in this clip that he ignored the text thread. He wasn't picking sides. He said Janelle and Christine's kids. I love how he calls them Janelle and Christine's kids. They're never his kids, right? He said Janelle and Christine's kids already picked sides. They picked Janelle and Christine. And Cody says he always wanted the family to have Christmas together. And Robin explains that it was a horrible day. Every day for her is probably horrible. Look how miserable she looks. In the clip, Christine explains that she thinks Robin jumps to conclusions too fast. And Robin says it's just another example of them not wanting to be a family with herself and her kids. And Robin says it's been like this from the beginning. Christine feels maybe they should have known that. And Robin says what happened was she was being told that the kids hated her way before the text thread. And Robin says she was being told that all of the other kids hate her and her kids. But of course, Robin won't say who told her that, but she says a person. The person is either Cody or this is a straight up lie. It's possible Cody said it to create even more division to make it easier to live free from his obstacles to his goals in life. If they're always at odds with Robin and her kids and there are perceived to be two separate factions, then he can always keep Robin and her kids separate from everyone else. And then it's easier for him to be free from his obstacles to his goals in life because if everybody doesn't like Robin, then he has a reason to be completely absent with all of his other kids and wives. He says, well, they attack Robin. They don't get along with her. I have to protect her. I'm not dealing with this. So it stays, it maintains that separation, maintains that division. And maybe that's what he wants. If there isn't that division between Robin and her kids and Cody and his other kids, then Cody can't completely be free from his obstacles in life because he will feel like he has to have some type of relationship with them, some type of obstacles. So it's easier for him if there is that division. And he can tell himself he doesn't have any responsibility. Of course, that's bullshit, but it makes him feel better. I think Robin wanted to live monogamy, but still under the guise of plural marriage. She wanted she and Cody to live as a monogamous family, a monogamous marriage, while he still strung along the other wives. So it looked like they had a plural family. And then once in a while, she would get a little break from Cody on that best customer service. It's a lot of work having that sixth child that she has to cater to 24 seven. 
I don't know that Robin wanted Cody 24-7, but I think Cody really wanted monogamy. He wanted to be free from his obstacles to his goals in life. So maybe Robin initially planted the seed of, oh, they bully me. Oh, we're rejected. They attack me. They hate me. It's us versus them. And Cody wanted it. Cody wanted to be done with his obstacles, with his burdens, with his responsibilities. So he told Robin, perhaps everyone hates you and your kids. So she would not push him to be a plural husband. Now, I think Cody and Robin did a lot to make their kids think that they were rejected by the rest of the family. Robin framed every holiday to her kids that the family was absent at as being a personal rejection to them, and Cody helped with that. And Robin started this mess from day one, expecting that it would get her more deference from everyone if she behaved in this way. And Cody ran with it to get what he wants, to be free from his other burdens, so that he could have what he wanted, convenience, monogamy, simplicity. Personally, I felt that everyone really bent over backwards as far as possible to include Robin's kids, especially Christine. Not everyone is gonna like everyone. Christine went way out of her way to include Robin's girls in her tradition of making the breakfast. She included Robin's kids in all of the parties. She included Robin's kids in Isabel's graduation party, doing the song with them. I don't know what else they could have done to make Robin's kids feel like they belong. If the kids didn't feel like a part of the family, that's because their mom constantly was reinforcing that everyone personally rejected them. On holidays, when the other wives and kids had other places to be that were more welcoming and fun for them, where there wasn't control, where there weren't protocols, where there weren't these rules, where there wasn't that tension and walking on eggshells, where it was just love and happiness and joy on the holidays, they wanted to go there. It wasn't a personal rejection for Robin and her kids, but that's what Robin made it feel like for her kids. All of Robin's kids are going to need shrinks, plural, and I think Robin needs one too. Robin says she was pushing for a video call for the sake of the little kids because this experience of the gift exchange, it's a memorable experience for some of the kids. But her little kids aren't even remembering who their siblings are. They don't even know their names. They don't remember. So when she got kicked back for the video call, she wondered why she was even trying. Maybe she should consider interfering less because I believe if Robin didn't interfere, the sibling gift exchange would have gone off without a hitch. Janelle says her kids never said anything. They said they were all on the East Coast. They couldn't all jump on a scheduled video call at a time that was appropriate for her and her kids in Flagstaff. And then it all blew up. And let's not forget, there are multiple kids. They all work. They go to school. They have girlfriends. They have families. They have lives. They have this and that. They don't have time to all get together at a certain time that's convenient with Flagstaff time when they live on the East Coast to do this video chat just to appease Robin. So Janelle says her kids all couldn't jump on a video call, a scheduled video call, and then it blew up. And they said, you have always treated us so badly. And Robin said, I've been treated so badly. And she was tired of working on this anymore. And 
Robin accused them of treating her kids so badly. Her kids accused all of them of treating them so badly. Janelle explains that Robin's response, Robin's kids' responses, she was like, wow. And then Robin's kids piled on with, you treated us so horribly. And because of this horrible family experience, we're never going to want our own families because this was such a horrible experience. And Janelle thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Janelle didn't know how they went from, well, let's not have the video call at 9 p.m. Eastern to you guys were so horrible to us. Janelle says it just spiraled. It was insanity. Yeah, because Robin and her kids may not be playing with a full deck. They seem to have a lot of emotional issues and a lot of trauma, and they seem to think everyone is responsible to coddle their feelings and that their feelings matter more than everyone else's. If they feel so traumatized and so damaged from this experience that they don't even want their own families, that's their own psychological shit to deal with. That has nothing to do with the family or with Cody's other kids or any of the other ex-sister wives. What it looks like to me is precious Robin didn't get what she wanted through trying to manipulate and make the kids feel guilty. So then she tried to say everyone mistreats her and then she had her kids pile on. They were probably upset. They saw their mom upset and emotional. They are all accustomed to, well, if we cry and we vomit our emotions all over the place, if we shove our feelings everywhere, people will do what we want. And it didn't work and it created even more division and even more resentment. None of the brown kids, none of the ex-sister wives are responsible for the emotions of Robin and her kids. If they have issues with their emotions, if they feel so traumatized, that's on them to get a shrink. That's not on them to discuss it with everyone else and vomit everywhere their emotions as if they should be a priority to everyone. If Robin's kids are so fucked up in the head that they are texting in a sibling gift exchange text thread about Christmas, that now we can't have our own families because this was such a horrible experience, my response would be go to a shrink. That's not my problem. You seem mentally unstable. I'm not responsible for your emotions and I'm not gonna be manipulated. Now, regardless of whatever your emotions are, it seems that Robin's kids and Robin were trying to be toxic and emotionally abuse and manipulate using their emotions, just like Robin does, they are doing the same thing, just like the goblin. The apple never falls far from the tree. And what you see displayed by your parents, that is what you will emulate unless you learn better as you get older or you get help. This is not at all the time or place for something like this, and this is not the responsibility of Cody's kids. Cody's kids are not responsible for the emotions of Robin and her kids. If they can't control them, if they're so traumatized, they can go to a shrink. That's not for Cody's kids to handle, and definitely not in a text thread for a sibling gift exchange. Robin explains that her kids, they came to her and they were trying to express themselves. And she says the other kids mocked them and dismissed them and it made them feel ganged up on. So her kids then came to Robin and they told her they didn't feel emotionally safe to be a part of the gift exchange. I would be like, good, good riddance. I cannot handle dealing with this emotional mess. I doubt they were being mocked or ridiculed or dismissed. And if they were, let's be frank, in a sibling gift exchange text thread to be saying that kind of stuff, it's really fucked up to even put it on Cody's kids. It's emotionally inappropriate. It's inappropriate on so many different levels. And it's like not something a stable person would do. 
It's not socially appropriate behavior to throw your emotions all over the place and throw your trauma all over the place and expect other people to prioritize it and coddle you to make you feel better. So maybe if they were mocked or dismissed or whatever, it's because it's completely inappropriate. It's insane to act that way. Insane to put that on Cody's kids. This is not a text exchange about the issues in the family and everybody's emotions. This is a text exchange simply about a sibling gift exchange. It's supposed to be light and fun. This is not the place for it. Christine says that after that, Robin and Cody said that she and Cody and her kids weren't going to participate in the gift exchange. And all of the other kids were devastated. And they thought Robin's kids were their siblings too. And they wondered why they couldn't just move past this and just be siblings. Christine explains that there wasn't a division between them and Robin and her kids, but there is now because Robin herself put it there. 100. Yes. Amen. 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 Robin herself put it there. Exactly. And by the way, Robin's kids seem very emotionally unstable and they seem to use their emotions like their mom to manipulate situations into what they want. And at some point you have to learn you aren't just your feelings. You aren't the center of the universe. Your feelings don't come before anyone else's and there is a right time and place for your feelings. And the sibling gift exchange text thread is not that place. These seem like serious psychological issues for a shrink to deal with, not Cody's other kids during a sibling gift exchange text thread. That is fucking nuts. Now, Robin and her kids need to deal with their emotions and all of their issues with professional help. This is not something to discuss with Cody's other kids. This is definitely not something to put on them. I am really sick and tired of hearing about Robin and her kids and their rejection and their bullying and their feelings. They all seem to think that everyone needs to coddle them, everyone needs to prioritize their emotions, but the world doesn't work that way. The world doesn't revolve around you and your emotions. But because their mom behaves that way, they learned that behavior from her. And it's very selfish to use the text thread as a manipulation tool or to take this opportunity to make it about their emotions. Christine says that division between the other kids and Robin and her kids wasn't there until then, until this text thread. For some of the kids, Christine says yes, there have been some hard things to deal with and some siblings get along better than others, but they tried very hard to include Robin and her kids in everything. I agree. They tried their best. Not everyone's going to get along and that's okay. Christine didn't realize that Robin felt like that from the beginning. Janelle says all of a sudden Robin said to the kids in the text thread that she talked to their dad and they were going to do their separate things. And Janelle's kids were like, she talked to their dad, like our dad. And they were thinking, you mean the father of all of them because they pick up on the distinction. You know, when Cody says Janelle's kids or Christine's kids, he never takes ownership and says my kids or our kids. With Robin's kids, they're his kids. He takes ownership. He never calls Robin's kids with him her kids. They're Robin's kids. So they point that out, that Cody is the father to all of them. They feel that distinction. Suki asks why Robin said they never wanted them before. 
and her kids know it too. And Janelle says, it's some weird paranoia that Robin carries around that they never wanted her. Exactly, it's delusions, it's paranoia. Janelle never remembers saying anything like that. And Suki tells Robin that Janelle and Christine never knew that her kids felt that way about everybody else until they saw the text. And Robin says it's not true. And she says she has had to go to Janelle and Christine and say, a child of yours is being hard on a child of mine. And Robin says her kids just really wanted to belong. And they had some of the other kids telling them that they didn't belong. They weren't a part of the family and things like that. First of all, it's a blended family. What do you expect? Things aren't going to be all sunshine and rainbows. I do not think for a second that Robin's kids were bullied. I think they're way too sensitive and they spill their emotions everywhere just like their mom. And Robin drilled into their heads that they were being rejected, that they were outcasts, that she was an outcast, that she was being bullied. When realistically, the family and the other wives did all they could to include Robin and her kids in the family stuff. Christine especially went way out of her way, but it's never enough. I think Robin and her kids expected to be the main focal point of the family and to always be catered to, and they weren't, and that was a problem. They didn't get all the deference and attention they wanted, but were they included? Yes. I'm sure some of the kids got along better than others, like any blended family, but I doubt there was bullying. And really, Robin and her kids are so sensitive and unhinged that what Robin and her kids perceive as bullying or rejection was probably something minor that someone with stable emotions would just easily brush off. I don't think it was sunshine and rainbows all day long, all the time, but I think in general, the kids got along just fine. And I think the kids were raised to believe that their emotions were the center of their whole worlds and that people had to cater to them and their emotions. And they're very sensitive. And the other brown kids were raised differently. Robin's kids were raised that their emotions and they should be everyone's priority. And the other brown kids were raised differently to be responsible, to be strong, to have backbone, to be emotionally intelligent, not just to be a blubbering, selfish mess. They were parented much differently than Robin's kids were, and it shows. So what Robin construes as rejection or as bullying most likely isn't that. Robin misperceives everything, so I really don't buy it. Suki asks Mary if they all blended together when Robin came into the family, and Mary feels like they tried in their own different ways. She knows since then that many people don't feel like they tried very well or like they had enough conversations. Mary thinks they could have done it better, the blending of the families. She has heard it from multiple people that they should have had a little bit more conversation, and she thinks some people in the family felt like this was forced on them, like they didn't have an opinion that mattered. It was just, we're just going to get married, we're going to have this family, we're going to have these kids, and everybody in the family just has to deal with it. We don't care how you feel. Now, Mary knows some people felt that way in the family, like it was forced on them. Janelle says they didn't really listen to their own children or how their children felt about it. They just told them, listen, accept these kids They hurried it, they put it together really fast without really taking everybody's temperature and making sure the kids were okay. And the kids were being told to just sit down and shut up and to accept this family being merged in. 
And Janelle feels like they should have really taken some time. They should have had a lot of conversations. Next, Christine explains that she's not willing personally to fix it yet with Cody and Robin. She says there is still so much blown out of proportion. There are comments that are being made that are so outlandish and Christine isn't interested in fixing anything right now. Although she is always willing with the kids to fix things. But she says not yet with Cody and Robin. She doesn't trust them right now and she realizes that takes communication and it also takes a desire and it takes being something that you want to do. And Christine just doesn't want to do it right now. And I don't blame her. Now, Christine reveals that she is engaged. She's getting married to the love of her life, David. She met the love of her life, her soulmate. They met online, but through a matchmaker. And Christine knew that she was looking for a partner. She was looking for someone to have a good time with. And she was casually dating. She really wasn't looking for the one. So she signed up to do this online dating thing. And the night she signed up for it, there was his picture and he had nice eyes. And Christine said she wanted to be looked at by those eyes with a look of love for the rest of her life. Christine went out on a date with him. She met him in person. He was very charming. He was very kind and very sweet. And she said he says everything right. He's so sweet and so kind. So Christine thought there is no way that he could be that great. So they had a couple more dates. And then Christine wondered, is this real? Because this guy says everything right. It's perfect. And then he invited Christine to his birthday party with his whole family there to meet everyone. And she went because she says when you meet the family, you can really see if it's real. So Christine met them all, his whole family. And at that dinner, their fourth date, the birthday dinner with his whole family, she fell in love with him on her fourth date. She says they were with a big group of people and he pulled her chair closer to his. He put his arm around her and then she rested her head on him and they cuddled and she felt like she took her first breath and her heart beat for the first time. And Christine says she never even knew what she didn't have before, but she knew then that this was it. He was it for her. He is her soulmate and she loves him. I'm really happy for Christine. It's good to see that she found a companion, that she found love. And I seriously hope this guy isn't just a smooth talker. It seems really fast, but sometimes when you know, you know. I haven't seen the guy yet, so I'm not going to give an opinion. Now, Suki asks how different her relationship with David is than it is with Cody. And Christine says the first thing she realized was that David loves her and she feels so loved. And with that love comes a confidence that she can just be herself. There's no strings attached to that love. She doesn't have to do anything to earn David's love. It's always there. It's always constant. Christine says her first kiss was like a movie. It was hours of goodness rolled up into that kiss and it was a hundred percent everything. And then she knew she thought, oh, that's what it feels like to feel desired. That's what it feels like to be desirable. And it was magical for her. Christine says she loves introducing David to people. He's already met Janelle. I am so happy for Christine. She really looks amazing. She looks very happy. She looks very at peace. 
She deserves this love, peace, and happiness. Look at all she has been through. I seriously hope this guy ends up being the man Christine thinks he is. I have never seen the guy other than the trolling picture where he was feeding Christine her nachos. So I really look forward to seeing what David is like. I am so happy so far Christine got her fairy tale ending. And next week we get to meet David in the part four of the one-on-one tell-all. And then there's going to be the two-part wedding special I look forward to watching. I want to see the dress. I want to see the wedding colors. I want to see all of it. Christine got her fairy tale ending, and I think that's amazing because that rarely happens in life. I look forward to meeting him next week. That does it for this episode. I'll see you back next week for the fourth part of the one-on-one special. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.